Hmm. Needs improvement. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Needs Improvement. Yes, you are right. I did not post the episode last week when I should have. We did record it last week. Um, but here's the thing. We got a little drunk. And <laughs> I honestly wasn't sure how compelling uh, this would be. But there's some good stuff in there. So I went through and uh, just made some edits uh, during periods where maybe we went a little too off the rails. And what's left is the pearls, guys. The pearls... The gems, the greatness that you come to this podcast for. Uh, this week's guest is my good friend, Nicole. And I think it's an interesting episode because it's the first episode I've done with someone who listens to the podcast a lot and um, I've talked to about the podcast a lot. And so I think it was a little bit of a different vibe. Uh, also, we did, in fact, drink an entire six-pack of White Claws and half a bottle of champagne after I went and tasted a bunch of bourbon at the liquor store. So, uh, definitely a boozy episode, for sure. Are you subscribed? Are you listening to this right now and you haven't taken the time to subscribe? What are you doing? Just click the button. Subscribe. Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please, also, leave a review. Are you liking this? Leave a five-star review. That helps. You can find links to Facebook page and Instagram if you would like to see episodes of me and Nicole and my vision board and the other things we talk about in this episode. And of course, my Patreon. Um, loyal listeners, $2 per month. Do you have it? Probably. Drop that in the Patreon. And without further ado, here is Drunken Erica and Nicole for your listening enjoyment. Uh, it is a very important day. I have my friend Nicole here. And it is on a monumentous day of our friendship. Which is, it is our 200th day in a row. Of Snapchatting. Without dropping it. Without dropping it. Didn't 200 it days. Time. 200 days. Snap streak. <sighs> we should take a uh, like a snap selfie screenshot filter and put that on the gram. Yeah. we it, For the gram, for sure. Um, so, I'm wearing stage three makeup today, by the way. I don't know what that means. Well, stage zero is none. Okay. Stage one is a little mascara. Uh -huh. Stage two is eyeliner, mascara, eyeshadow. Sure. Stage three is a little bit of powder and lipstick, but I took oh. the lipstick off so that I wouldn't have to make out with the mic. I see. Yeah. What if I'm wearing stage zero makeup? I see that. It's yeah. Funny. I'm not even wearing mascara, which is quite unusual for I'm me. I'm wearing jeans. I have slid. I've, I used to be a real jeans and mascara everyday type person. And a combination of getting fat and also just like doing housework all the time has really slid me into a stretch pants. person that could go out without mascara and is almost always wearing stretch pants i mean these, these jeans stretch i mean yeah uh i mentioned on my last podcast for my faithful listeners that i was down to one pair of pants one pair of jeans that comfortably fit that i felt okay in 
Ah, I have some very troubling news, which is that I've worn out the crotch of those pants. And uh, they are, I mean, you can see daylight. They're standing pants only. If you hold hold them up, the thigh, the inner thigh crotch area is see-through. So Mm -hmm. they are not long for this world, which means one of two things, right? Either I have to lose weight. No. Or, which, yeah, probably isn't super realistic. Pants season. Or pants, I have to buy some new sale. pants. Yeah. Uh, and really sink into the fact that it's not going to be the same number of pants that I used to wear. The size? Yeah. You know what? I actually just checked the size of these pants uh-huh. today, just to prove a point. These are, uh, and let's be real, I am also 20 pounds more than yeah. I was. We, we said we weren't going to talk right. about this. I know. Stuff. We said we weren't going to talk <laughs> about diet and fitness. Look, dude, these are my typical size. They aren't the bigger size. Like my shorts, my summer shorts are uh-huh. actually a bigger size than these. These are just a very stretchy and forgiving pant mm-hmm. where I have another pair, same brand, bigger size. Celebrity pink. Ty- of course it's celebrity pink. Obviously. these little. Oh, I love these. <laughs> the these only pants so I can wear is celebrity pink. Mm, I love them. Uh, I hope there the are some. The ladies know. The balsam babes yeah, know about that. I hope there are some chunky ladies out there just like, yes, celebrity pink. The only, pink. the only pants I can wear. <laughs> but I have to say some of my celebrity pinks have ceased yeah. fitting. Yeah. You know. They can't but there forever. is one pair that is, and I've tried to recreate it. I've tried to uh, get the same ones and uh, just hasn't worked. So Macy's, I dude. They've got this. You know, not... President's Day weekend was last weekend. Mm-hmm. So now we're screwed. But. They've got sales every weekend. There's sales every weekend. You can go get you some like $17 celebrity pinks. I know. But they're not all created equal. They're not. They're not all the same fit. The dye matters. They, yes, you have to try them on. I've returned several pairs to Amazon for not fitting. Um, So this is Knees Improvement, (laughs) a podcast not solely about pants. I just want to tell everybody you're welcome for me being here. And I'm a little upset that I didn't get a pre- um, podcast episode shout out oh you know what i'm referring to yes nicole recently became my second patreon mm-hmm. uh next to my day one robbie sims uh which guys let me just do a plug for myself do you have two dollars absolutely everyone has two dollars two dollars that's to tell such my financial guy about a reasonable request uh do I have overhead fees? I do. Are they huge? Absolutely not. But, you know, it'd be nice to break even. Well, once you start making money, I'm going to be your podcast editor. Mm, yes. Um, I have no money to pay anyone to edit, which yeah. is why my editing is not great. That's why I'm not doing it. Because if I'm going to be doing another job, I'm going to need to get paid. Yeah. Well, there's zero dollars. There's minus dollars right now because I have but two Patreons, patrons. One of which is you. You are now officially my second patron. And you did it after the last episode. So I now, it feels weird to shout you out because you're here. But I will. I told you it was going to be weird. That's Both why I shouldn't have even done it. my patrons are here. Uh, just do it, guys. $2. I'll put the link in the in the description. Yeah, it is really. It's like stupid it's easy. Very easy. It's very it's easy. It's stupid easy. Stupid easy. You don't I have goals for this year. Uh, I'm only... <laughs> They're not, they're not huge, but you know, it does take time. It does take time to produce the podcast. It does take resources. 
Take a little trip to South Glendale Liquors. It does. I am $12 in on this podcast plus hosting. Uh, Yes, full disclosure. Um, I went, I met my office uh, and there's a liquor store next to my office. And I went to go get a bottle of Prosecco for Nicole and I to enjoy during the podcast. And what I found was that since it is a Friday, the store was chocked full of tastings. So first I had a wine tasting. I tasted four different wines and I thought, how delightful, just some wines. And then I saw the real meaty area. There were uh, gin. There was vodka. There was beer. Did you try that chocolate? Yeah. Or not chocolate. The coffee liqueur. From of New course York? I tried the coffee liqueur. Oh, baby. Uh, it was so good. Was I wanted so to buy good. it, but I didn't buy the it. I didn't Frenchie. buy any of it. It's all this local, um, right? Minnesota yeah. stuff. And, but like hard liquor. I no. tried four different whiskeys. I denied all the whiskeys because I knew I was going to come and talk and whiskey makes me cry. So uh, well, you're welcome. No one's cried yet on the podcast. Well, still. Um... So, was it small samples? Absolutely, but mm, it still added pour up. of the Frenchie. Like she's like, I, I got a hefty pour of lots of things. Hefty. I had to throw two things away after I drank half because I was like, guys, this is. I'm sorry, but this is like gonna get out of hand. And then they were like, <laughs> oh my god, she like made it through the whole thing. She Hold went on. down the whole line. I went there maybe 20 minutes after Erica. Erica was setting up for the podcast in the office and she was like man i think i got a little buzzy buzz from the liquor store next door because i went to go grab some prosecco and i was like well maybe i'll go swing through there and grab some claws you know my favorite yeah and uh i went over and i started with the wine i had a couple i started with the um the du nord the chocolate or mm. i keep saying mm. chocolate coffee because it was kind of sweet it was but it but not too sweet i know it was really good we should go get some yeah. anyways and then I went down and they were like, oh, what are you, do- what are you up to? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go do a podcast with my friend. And then I, they were like, well, why don't you just keep on going down the line? Only one other person has done it so far. And I said, well, was it a blonde? <laughs> and they said, well, yes, it was. And I was like, hmm, fascinating. Yeah. I think I know this person. And they were of like, course. well, who is that? And I'm like, well, that's my friend that I'm going to go do this podcast with. And they asked about how to find the podcast, and I did some networking. And I hope that they find it. I do hope that they find it. I also hope that they do not remember that I did tell them I was meeting with a client because Why? it doesn't matter. It seemed it seemed complex. I, I might to be de- a client to describe. No, you are a client. I sold you a house. Yeah, and and you're gonna sell my neighbor's house. Am I? Have you introduced yeah, today? Me to I we did today. We passed on your information and so anybody that wants to live next door to me with maybe a, a hot tub Ooh. and possibly a pool hit up erica my Great. realtor because she is going to be representing my neighbor in the lovely land of richfield Ugh. i have three spots i have three spots on my lead board for the year one two three uh <laughs> who wants in who wants in um i feel like we need to get back to script here okay Icebreakers. So, number one, I should have asked you, I'm saying your last name, yes or no, because I feel like everyone that knows us will know who it is. Does it, in what context do you need to use my last name? I don't know. Should I introduce you with your full name? No, I, I don't think it matters. Oh, okay. Anyway, I might tag you in the Facebook post. So, sure. 
uh nicole i'm not something by you can say like i am not afraid of big brother or anybody spying on me like if you want if facebook wants to listen to everything i say i do not care if they're gonna deliver me ads that are gonna be pertinent to my life i know bring it like i do, i don't do anything interesting where <laughs> i am such a convert to fabletics leggings if you have been getting those ads and you have not tried yeah. fabletics i haven't i don't understand the how fabletics i'm not gonna pay 75 dollars for two pairs of leggings when i can go on amazon no and get a $16 but you're not you're pockets. not getting the same leggings they have many options mm-hmm. look at my pockets i've got one uh, Two. I don't. There's three no, pockets on zero, both sides. I, they're also half see-through on the sides. Yeah, and I, I like that. No, I like a little. I, I like, like a little like. Nope. Anyway, uh, Nicole Huddleston. I'm saying it. Uh, good friend. Um, two hundred day snap friend. After you dropped me. Uh, yes, finally, I dropped her ago. when we were in Jamaica together because it's hard to snap people when you're on vacation with them. In any case, uh, she is here. She is uh, day one, a Patreon. She has heard all the episodes. She was in person for the episode uh, with my aunt when I told you I was going to interview her. Pre-producer. Pre-producer. So she knows. She knows what's coming. I did think of um, maybe like thinking of some curveball questions for you. Mm, I hate that. But I haven't. So spoiler. (laughs) Great. <laughs> but I do think I'm going to ask you some of the questions that I do not always ask. But mm. obviously, I have to ask you my signature question that people are clamoring to know. What is your favorite emoji? Well, I've listened to many a podcast and I've definitely got a little list on this. And my most used emojis got to be the, the eye roll. Mm, yeah, that's that is high on the list for me. It's high on the list. I love the eye roll. I don't know when it showed up in the emoji land, but sometimes you just are like, what is happening? What is happening? Throw up a little eye roll, which goes hand in hand with the lady with the hands out. Like mm-hmm. the what the I heck? I use that one a lot too. Or the, I don't yeah. even know. I feel like I can convey so many different things. I'm a I'm an eye roller. Oh, I try not to be. I don't try that hard. But no. yeah, um, got a lot of meaning. As I previously, I am burping, guys, because I am <laughs> one. <laughs> oh God, this is terrible. <laughs> this is so bad. This Bro. is so bad. Um, I am uh, some rosé, sparkling rosé, and half a client plus everything I had at the liquor store. Yeah. Um. I agree. I actually think those two plus the crying laughing. Yeah, that's my number three yeah. on my like list right now mm-hmm. underneath hands up and a heart. But do you have like season. a specific favorite? Like one that, that maybe is really... not one that you use all the time. Yeah, like one that I wish I used more. Yeah. I there are a lot that I wish I used more. I love that they came out with the dinosaurs. And like more recently I was scrolling through and there's like different colored hair people and like I'm really excited about the just like the non-binary gender situation. There's three different mermaids, whatever. Um I think that the the emoji game is vast and mm-hmm. There's none that I'm really missing anymore. Like, like I used to be like, oh, darn it. I wish there was this. I wish there was that. (laughs) 
I don't know if I want to say this out loud, but uh, sometimes when I want to uh, talk about how I uh, express my frustration, I might wish there was a (laughs) a gun different than just the laser gun or the squirt gun. Uh, because sometimes I need like the stabbing emoji, which uh-huh. sounds like I'm a, a homicidal maniac, and that is not at all true. But sometimes I just feel like you need a little violence in the emoji. I hope people that oh. know me know <laughs> that this is. Uh, I feel like I. I that. It's fine. I'm looking through, it and I have to be got, honest because I feel like my uh, my entire I, I, podcast is based on honesty Uh, i did not know about the non-binary emoji i'm looking through now yes yeah no it's great there's there's all different things oh my goodness oh boy there's the multifamily there's the different dancing people um the i'm seeing this all now arms and stuff it's great different swimsuit options um yeah no i just i love that i miss um dragon here the other stuff and i also wish i or i wish i didn't use the flying away money as much as i did yeah the Uh, flying away money um i agree uh about the expression of frustration sometimes i have sometimes thought that things that i have texted you Mm. i if anything were ever to happen to Tim mm. and they <laughs> they like subpoenaed my phone and they were like, Ooh, this is some damning Yeah. Some damning evidence here. Yeah. She, oh, she said she was gonna kill him. No, uh, no, that's not that what that's, that's not that that's not what the emoji means. It's just a little no, stabby stab. No, no, or a no. Little, just uh, a laser. it's a brief stabbing, like yeah. in the shoulder. Somewhere it doesn't doesn't count. It's not we're not gonna stab anybody. Um yeah, the flying away money. That is something we share is that we are both very on team YOLO. YOLO with money. Mm-hmm. If that is a f- that is a thing. I, I wish there was another way to say that also. And I was trying to think of that in the last week or so of like how to describe to maybe the boomer generation what YOLO means like. Like, not even, like, well, obviously it means you only live once. No, what I'm saying is, like, there's a mindset where you have to take the chance now and the opportunity now, and you have to do the do the now because we have to live our lives now. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, super practically, um, as I spoke on uh, the last podcast, you are a couple years younger than me. So biologically, I guess you've got a little more time. But I am coming up on 33 quite quickly now. We all know it takes nine months to cook a baby. And I am many drinks deep. So we can all um, surmise that I'm not, not pregnant. I'm Neither of us is pregnant right now. Nope. Uh, so just mathematically, uh, it's, it's going time. To- becomes hard to conceive of um having a baby prior to when i would be labeled a geriatric pregnancy with just after 35 people if you don't know 
after 35, they call it a geriatric you, pregnancy. Is it 35 or is it 35? 35. No. <gasps> because my mom had me when she was 34. Mom, oh. you're going to have to weigh in on this because I don't know. Is your mom a listener? Yeah. Oh, well. Karen, hello. Yeah. Not, not, uh, she hasn't made it back to every mm, episode mm-hmm, but i did mm-hmm. catch but her she's up. she's moving forward mm-hmm. now yeah okay mom started listening to the podcast while she's yeah. been in florida yeah mm, i, I love that yeah. mm-hmm. florida listeners have you seen my surge of international listeners mm, i'm excited about thailand sweden wow. laos oh okay who i don't know doesn't matter no hopefully they the uk i have some friends in the uk though so that could be pretty easily explained but the rest very exciting uh, not in China yet. I do have a lot of Chinese friends. They are super quarantined. All my friends are like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I have one friend that lives in Wuhan and she's sheltering in Thailand right now. But even my friends who live in like non-infected parts of China, like shit's shut down. Real spooky. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but they are all very like, um, what's the word? They feel like a real sense of like national pride right now even Mm. though they're not chinese like they feel very much like people have been coming together and the healthcare workers have been like really like going out there and putting themselves online this is a thing you probably don't know about but in the dental field which i work in we are concerned about mask shortages (gasps) because the distribution companies are um, sending them to china no they they are not allowing full orders from here because we order maybe once a week or so and uh-huh. not always do we need a, a shipment of masks but but now they're limiting the order allotment mm. and so we have to order because we're worried about running out wow and, yeah far-reaching do you know that interest rates are also good right now because of the coronavirus no. so far-reaching yeah. exactly china mm. holds a lot of our money so mm. it turns out that <laughs> uh that has an effect on interest rates which if you want to buy a house call me but otherwise i'm going to ask you another question it is a new one that i just thought of Hmm. what is your favorite meme premise i love (laughs) memes i love memes so much and i love when i can like see a meme theme building Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um I love the classic like lady yelling at the cat, but and that's yeah. a deep meme mm-hmm. and it's always great. Um, classic. Uh, newer memes. I want to think of like a newer meme. I don't know. I just looked at uh, a feed earlier when I was trying to take a nappy nap before I came over. Of, um, it was like oh to be, like oh to be this little kitten being pet with a friend or oh to be this i don't know it's it's hard to explain because yeah that's that's our thing about (laughs) memes that's why it's not a good question um but but i but if you are in the meme world um no i love memes i i am like a little bit split on the Follow me for more recipes. Oh, oh, meme. that's a great new one. I do. It is, but I think if used well, it's great. But I think it also is if easy it's just to trash, just be like a sort of like lazy. Well, let me ask you, meme. Erica, how do you feel about Facebook groups? Mm, 
against strongly i love facebook groups no. i love facebook tag groups I know, especially I and i just so joined this one that was that's uh something like the wife me bitches are at it again with the sad meals on paper plates no. and this no. this <laughs> ties no. into the meme of i love it i love it's just like i can't it, it's it's like an outlet for like the sh- the shaming that i don't need to do in real it helps me be a a kinder person in real life for like. those who don't know what this is so yes i think we're all familiar there are facebook groups there's uh groups. you know there's there's a group for my office we have a group together there's a group for the foster uh Different rescue diets, i work for recipes sure those sure. are those are great but then there's tag groups. but the yes these tag groups are insidious and must be stopped mm, i think I it them. started for nicole uh if i can speak for her with this group called that's it comma i'm nail shaming oh well no it started with ring shaming which made me feel really bad and i got out because i didn't want i feel like an engagement ring is a personal thing and you should leave it but the but and i'm not a person that like gives much care for nails and done nails like i did for like probably last year so i have my nails done but and they're growing out finally like they're actually strong again but um the nail shaming group is a bunch of people that find pictures of poorly done nails acrylics gels just a paint job whatever and it's just like horrendous trash some of them have extra things stuck to them some of them are three inches long some of them look like vajayjays <sighs> like it is like wild it's here wild. it is okay and and then so i don't want to be part of these groups and then Nicole <laughs> insists on sending me screenshots from these groups. You gotta see. You I got don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to see because here's the I thing. Send it to- I am a nail lover. I love nails. I love a well done nail. But I think that there's a line that the nail shaming group does not <laughs> respect, which is there is a poorly done nail, which I'm fine with shaming. And then there's just a nail that's not your style. Well, I'm not on board with just shaming nails that aren't your style sure but there's the outrageous nail make them i love an outrageous nail if i could get away with it for one second i would but this is my only way to look at them like i don't follow any like instagrams with like outrageous nails you should because Mm. they're great another group i recently started oh yes no i don't want that i like it um it just like keeps me in the loop um one I'm going to show you this. I was just like trying to scroll my social media really quick just for like a little um, idea of memes and stuff. But I just was reminded of another group that I recently joined oh called Toilets with Threatening Auras. Oh and this particular toilet is surrounded by a lot of carpet. Look, as a real estate professional, <laughs> that's awful. There's, There's carpet. Really I can't even describe it. There's you more carpet than you can the, oh, possibly so think. Right. Send me that. I'll I'll put that in the Instagram. The terrible carpet. I like judging. I just these people in these groups. I find that when you like, the people that get really into posting in these groups have the saddest lives. Sure. And so like the ones who are the most active and like honestly, oh, I'm a I hate watcher. To even say, I'm not a poster. Even I need a distraction from political blah blah. And also, I follow too much food and beer, and uh, you know, I need I need to be done. I need to be done. But I what you should be following relatable. the needs improvement Instagram account. <laughs> well, obviously. I mean, because you guys are gonna see my 
Three, you guys are these people. My three, uh, what did I call level it? Level three makeup. Level three makeup. And my level zero makeup. And this insane cup that I found at your oh, office. Oh, yeah. Well, I try to use the reusable cups Whatever. whenever possible. We, need to we have a lot of mugs. Um, um, I was like drawn to the Capricorn mug anxious. because I am a Capricorn. And the two words that it uses to describe Capricorn, which has a goat on it which isn't even capricorn's thing i'm just like so upset about this cup i think you should throw it away i don't know why it you says, took it because i'm a capricorn and i was drawn it says curious and anxious and i just i don't know how i feel about it calling me out i don't think i'm very curious maybe i love the tag groups but no i mean i, I would really not i have to say i would not describe you as a super curious person no. that would not be my word for you um i'm letting bell mortgage brighten my day with my mug which i have my own mug i have oh man does that have your name on it i might be hoarding mugs no my oh oh, no your mug collection in your office is like my bedroom (laughs) cup collection there's like a stack this is bad this is my mug this is my coffee mug it says i'm not telling you it's going to be easy i'm telling you it's going to be worth it that's my motivational mug oh but are there more oh no (laughs) boy there's more (laughs) minnesota housing i got I got Anyways. one with hummingbirds on it. Anyways, here. this isn't about what's in I your crappy drawers. This is about I, what I we're. I don't have crappy drawers. I have a lovely office. Don't mislead everyone. What I have a Jesus statue? I have this uh, button that. I said, know. I noticed the Jesus. No. Is that what Jesus says? No, I don't know. Someone gave me this button that says no. Let me hit it a bunch of times. This is my last word. No. Uh, no. <laughs> it's no. like the drink bell. <laughs> Okay, anyways, all I'm saying is this podcast has no context without people in your office playing with these toys right now, so we should bring it back to... uh... Have you ever had a now or never moment? Yeah. God, I hate it. Okay. Right, must have been after high school, I had a meeting set up with a college. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already had a meeting with a different college and the, the different college called me up and it essentially put pressure on me to come and sign up for their school. Mm-hmm. And I had to choose, I sat up, I sat up in my bed. I answered the phone. They put this pressure on me to come in and sign up because of I don't even remember what the pressure was for, but it was like a there was a deadline situation. Excuse me. And then um or I had this meeting scheduled to go and like visit this other college and I decided right then and there that I was going to cancel the other college meeting and go sign up to go to this other college and it essentially uh <laughs> made my future. And uh who knows? I I'm an adult now. I don't know what (laughs) choice I would have made. Well, I don't think I would have made either of those uh, choices. I I mean, in hindsight, I have a lot of feelings about college in general and the whole, the whole thing. But uh, yeah, I ended up going to the, the other college to uh, take their entrance exam and, and commit to going into dental hygiene. Which you are still now in. I am a dental hygienist. You're suggesting that had you gone 
to the other college, you might not be in dental hygiene at all. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I would have gone to a different hygiene school and had a better experience. Mm. I don't know if I would have gone and pursued other uh, majors or programs. I don't know if I would have gone to do what the other school was offering. Like, I don't I don't really know. Mm. But but I was, I don't know, 18 and I jumped out of bed and I went to go sign some papers and I am now a dental hygienist and, and I have that for my career. Well, I think that, um, not everyone has that story, but I think that a lot of people, uh, of our general age range feel like, what if I say something else? I think that we're probably one of the last generations uh, and the only one that it didn't really work for. Like, it's a transitional time where our parents' age, if you had a college degree, it didn't really matter what it was in because so few people had college degrees that, like, you were eminently qualified for something just by having a degree. So I think that when we went to college, they were like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Study whatever. Figure it out. You did, know, college. Did, you, did college your parents have a degree? Absolutely not. But my parents, not having a degree, um, I think believed that a college degree was the key to success. I don't think my parents put the pressure on me to get the degree. I feel like it was a pressure throughout just high school in general that, like, obviously college is the next choice. So I need to figure out yeah. what I'm going to go for. And I think that that is great, but I don't think that it was um, cultivated enough that there's other options. There's trade schools. There's sure. there's other things that you can like be good at and proficient at and like go into. And and I didn't have like a traditional high school experience. I feel like compared to a lot of other people to continue to do just like well obviously college is next kind of Mm -hmm. role but but there was no doubt in my mind that I was gonna do school after high school it was just like what am I gonna do it for and I'm happy that I did find uh like a I mean it is kind of a trade like I learned a technical um yeah you thing. you went to school for a very specific thing, right. not a general topic. But I, but I think that's also like my personality. Like I need like a cut and dry, like black or white. We've talked about this before too. Like I need, I need to know what's going on. Like a, something more fluid isn't really going to be up my alley. Mm-hmm. Like a liberal arts degree for like I wouldn't know. Like English degree, I don't even know. No. Are you okay? Do you need like a pep? I am just. I'm. <laughs> Don't draw attention to it. What if people didn't even know? I just I feel really like but I just there is this carbonation inside of me that needs to up. get out. Stand up. Um, Not out the other end. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I went to school for geography. Maps. Um, <laughs> Erica went to a four-year college <laughs> Map for maps school. and is still paying off her student uh, loans. It's not just maps. Uh, and I do sell people houses, which is, no, I went to school with the thought that I would be an urban planner. 
um, that kind of geography, like mapping out a city, which obviously I am interested in. But uh, then I decided I didn't want to go to grad school. And it turns out you can't really be an urban planner without going to grad school. Uh, so that was the more realistic major. I actually uh, just studied film and Chinese. So I studied film, Chinese, and geography. So I had a choice, right? <laughs> like, which of these three things uh, am I going to hang my hat on major-wise? And, and at the time, geography, believe it or not, seemed like the most practical of the three. Hmm. Uh, it turns out, no. Whoa! Not would you have really stop taking all of the slack of your microphone? You are going to pull it out of leg. It's stressing me out if it gets stuck in your boot. Anyway, (laughs) move myself (laughs) a little insight into our relationship. Uh, Film? Would you have gotten into more film? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the short answer, right? Like, I did film stuff after college and and here's i mean this is something that i've never really talked about on the podcast uh i used to really want to make documentaries that was my very much lifelong ambition i've made a number of documentaries short uh i will not tell you where to find them on the internet because i i don't know i need to rewatch to see if i'm still proud of it there's a missing Um, uh movie of me and some middle school pals making a oh. a film in spanish about oh, how like you shouldn't that. do weed <laughs> and um system of a down is like our background oh uh, that's so good playlist and i i is really, it on the internet i don't think so unless like one of those pals put it on the internet and i'm not sure if i have contacts with them anymore <laughs> um we would pretend that we like to smoked that. a little bit of weed and then oh, lost and then our just absolute like went crazy minds. Yeah. from the and weed. System yeah. of a Down, obviously. Yeah. It's just like... Because you're, you're just losing your whoa, mind. Whoa, we woe. I love that. Um, yeah, I... In I, Spanish. Yeah. I think that I've always been drawn to storytelling. And there was a time where uh, documentary film really like felt like it was the only way to express that creatively and now I think that in the world of podcasts that fills a very similar role for me so uh I still like film I mean you could still become a rapper and like tell stories open mic yeah Timothy Johnson that's not his name anyway so i I still love saying it i still i know yelling i know i'm like it's 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 funny it's not his name anymore though but um yeah, like I still I still find the visual aspect of it compelling, but I think for me it was always the storytelling aspect of filmmaking that I was drawn to. And so for me, like dream would be, you know, having the next like serial. That would be mm-hmm. like my dream. Because it was never really about the well, visuals for me. It was more like about like the storytelling. For that. Absolutely. Which I there's feel a lot is of research. Interesting because I, uh, well maybe maybe you do. Well, serial is interesting because it's a uh, a research thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I try to I try to hack and like figure out like what it is that makes our podcast preferences different mm-hmm. i love uh 
like a researched kind of factual nerdy thing, mm. but you also do it, but in a different way. I like a crafted story. And that's the thing with um, making documentaries is there are many different types of documentaries. Um, and, and, you know, there's the fly on the wall documentary where you really are just trying to sort of tell the story as is, but that's not super common. Most documentaries do have a point of view and they have a story that they're trying to craft. Did you watch both Firefest? Obviously I watched it. Do you um, really think? And here's the, here's the crazy <laughs> thing is that like, so I studied film in college and then I did, um, just on my own as a, I was accepted to this, um, program. Gosh, probably, I mean, it was before I was with Tim. So probably like eight years ago, I was accepted to a program, um, uh, for documentarians and I made a film then and even then like we were still having discussions in this group about how like it was totally basically unviable to make a living as a documentarian and now I feel like documentaries are fucking exploding but that doesn't mean that those people are making any money I mean didn't you I mean our last book club book <laughs> the woman the was making a documentary oh. with the prison people anyways whatever I hated next that storyline um next. no i don't think here's the thing is that like i don't think that all of them are making money but it's like a viable career choice like you can sell your documentary to netflix or you can sell your documentary to hulu whereas before like truly up until streaming services the only like financially successful documentarian was michael moore mm -hmm. like he was the because your movie had to be released in theaters like yeah. widespread to make yeah, money and absolutely. those were the There's only so documentaries that were now. yeah it's, so it's a many. totally different landscape but it's also like podcasting flooded with anyone that has $200 to buy some fucking microphones. Yeah. So have you ever shoplifted? Yeah. Yes, I have. have. Can't wait to get to this conversation because I've taken notes on. Oh, there's notes. Wow. Yes. You may be this the most from, prepared guest. Um, what is the date right now? I think I started taking notes January 20. I was probably listening to the Tony episode. Tony holler. Uh, where I was like, oh no, someday I'm going to have to be on Erica's podcast. I'm going to have to be prepared because I'm not good at thinking <laughs> on the spot. So have I shoplifted? Did I ever steal anything? Yes. I stole stupid things like, um, dumb tiny things from Target. Like maybe one time we needed little like sock liners and I took one or like mm. an earring. Um, I did have a friend that got in trouble for shoplifting and I wasn't there, but I think I, like, had to go pick her up or something, or, like, her mom had to come after. There was, like, a weird thing where, like, I had friends that did it way more than I did. Uh, but I have to say, that, like, my karma is so stupid. I inadvertently have shoplifted. So, like, I will put something in my cart, and they won't ring it, and I'll leave, and I'll be like, oh, no. I want to return it, but it's not on here. I didn't pay for it. So what do I do? So that makes me now, if like I'm at Target in the checkout and they don't ring something up, if I'm not, in my mind at the time, if I'm not convinced that I want to keep the item, 
I make them ring it up so I can bring it back. Does that make sense? No, it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. Just keep it and not have the money. I know, but it's happened like two or three times where I'm like, um, it looks like you didn't get this shirt that I don't know. You have a returning problem. I love buying. I feel like this falls into it. I think that most people. Uh, probably fall into the Got same. Got a free rug from Target one time. It was only like fifteen dollars. Like <laughs> I, they didn't ring it up. Whatever. And then like another time, I was buying two of the same thing. I didn't have time to try them on. I was buying two jumpers, and they only rang up one. And I was like, "But there's this other one." And like, I'm very honest, and I think that karma is real, and I don't want to be. But do you think? I... I don't even, it's not even worth it. Um, I think that I am a person who very much has never shoplifted. But Really? Who, You've never taken like a pair of earrings from a no, card at Walmart? Never. Or one hair binder? No. Or one like sock from like no. a... Why would I take one sock? I don't, like I feel like we were going to prom and we need these sock liners for some reason. Oh, then, like, no, I've never, I've never shoplifted anything. Um, but I have, you of haven't course. like taken a little chunk of sprouts from a, no, what I, that <laughs> is crazy. Pants. I definitely like went to a very expensive, like green garden house, green house. What is, I don't even know. I don't know what they're called. And I needed like literally a pinch of moss. And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy a whole ass moss. Um, no, I mean I've I've noticed that they didn't ring something up and then left and not said anything. But I've never crossed that boundary of specifically taking something and not paying for it. Um The Moss incident was probably the last like they don't need this incident. I actually so, and then the uh oh, hey, can you ring me up for this shit that I need to return later because I know I'm not going to keep it. Incidents have happened afterwards. Um, No, I just, I that's, that's, it's weird because on one hand, I feel much looser of like, if someone just doesn't ring something up, that's their fucking problem. I'm moving on with my life. But I would never specifically take something. Um, and in fact, the other day, so... Uh, this shoplifting discussion has sort of spread amongst our group of friends. And there's been a lot of talk where my friends have told me that they routinely as adults shoplift. Uh, and one of the common things has been screws at home Depot or just like loose, loose little shit. At See, home my Depot. thing is if like I want to return it, then I for sure need them to, cause I don't want extra shit. Like, what am I going to do with this, like, random-ass, weird-ass side screw? Well, but I, then, like, I don't end up returning it, so I'm like, No, oh. I have so much shit that I haven't returned to Home Depot. I, if anyone is listening and works at Home Depot... Hey, if anybody's getting married, really I got a bunch of shit to get rid of, too. Like, Return-based questions. Shit I um, post on Facebook. But the other day, so I was going, I got this sort of clasp, and uh, I needed a screw to go in it, and I really wanted to make sure I was getting the right size screw, and... Uh, I won't bore you with all the details, but I couldn't really tell based on the screws in the packaging 
if it was going to be the right fit. And so I did something that I don't even think is like against Home Depot rules. I've like other Home Depot employees have done this for me before. Uh, I busted one of the screws right out of that little package. It was a little plastic package and I, I shimmied it right through there. I poked a hole and I held it up to what I needed and I felt like a real rebel, but also I need you to know that I've spent more than $50,000 at Home Depot in the last year. And like no. truly in my brain, I was like, I am a gold star customer. Nobody is going to be like, oh my God, Erica, you took us wrong. I didn't nobody, even take nobody. it. But I let's talk just more about my returning problem. It's a deep problem. I, I think most people <laughs> buy things. And yes, we do take comfort in the idea that we can return them if they are not the right fit. I feel like sometimes you buy things knowing that there's an 80% chance that you're going to return them. Yeah. That's insane. That's an insane waste of your time. Um, It's not because I'm still going to go back to that store and I need to see if it works. Like today I should have just bought all those uh sticky ceiling things because they had only five of them at the Home Depot that I went to and just hoped that they worked instead of. But I think that there's a difference in buying something and hoping that it works versus like I'm buying this one pair of clothing in three sizes knowing that I'm going to have to return. I didn't two have of time them. to try it on. What is hard? <laughs> I'm still going to go back to the store. Um, what mm, keeps you up at night? Your text messages <sighs> after really fucking 11 you? o'clock. Okay. To, I sleep. I'm a sleeper. Um, no, the problem is there's a thing on all phones called do not disturb. Fucking turn it on. It starts at after 11. So if I decide that I'm sleepy earlier than that and you. What's the danger in starting it earlier? I don't understand. I don't know how to do it. Like I have like a, the bedtime setting happening. Just, just, it's very easy to change. Mm -mm. Just change it when you do not want to be disturbed by text. And if you do want to be disturbed, just pick up your phone and look at them. It's very simple. I do. And then I'm like, eventually I'm just like, nope, silent. Somebody's in a different state three hours away and they're trying to communicate and have fun. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sleep blissfully in my bed with my little doggy. <sighs> but aside from my text, which you could easily silence. Like, what do I not? Also, sleep OK, Dude, sorry. I, I need to interject. And in okay. I feel like no one understands that you have your sound on your phone all the time. It is fucking absurd. Yeah, that's why I was absurd. saying, like, I was trying to absurd. take a nap earlier I Turn your I phone you. on silent. Turn your phone on silent. No, because Why I, would need, you I needed to know when I was supposed to be here. You were like, I have a meeting at two. Okay. You didn't hit me up until after four o'clock. I could have been, I, did have I a made soup. I could have been napping comfortably if I didn't have to be in here. I didn't have to be here until five. So I wasn't really sure. And I didn't want to, you know, leave you hanging. Anyways, I no, I'm a, I'm a great friend. I, uh, I'm responsive. I'm there when you need me. And so here I am. I would just call you twice because you can break through the do not disturb. I wouldn't put twice. do not disturb on at 4 p.m. What That's if you cr- were taking a no, nap? No, because I was, I was talking to other. Fr- oh I was gosh. talking to other people, too. About this is a personal care. problem. It's fine. So what actually keeps you up at night? Uh, Like, I don't have a problem sleeping. My mom, when I was a young. Like you know, adolescent age person, I would be up and 
um my my mom and I are very close. I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. Eric has an only child. Yes. So we have different ways that we grew up and I was very close to my mother and um and I still am for sure and and I occasionally would st- I went through a worry phase mm, mm-hmm. and my mom got real real with me sometimes and she was like well you can what if yourself to death but what if the world explodes tomorrow and none of this shit even matters and that r- stuck with me so much where now as an adult like I can what if and what if and what if myself to smithereens but like it doesn't matter so if I catch myself kind of like getting in a mood about like money or the future or whatever it might be like I'm still pretty good at shutting that down and being like yeah well what if it all ends tomorrow it just doesn't really matter like none of that will matter and I mean of course I'm I I worry about like excuse me the money that I spent or the decisions that I've made or um you know, any decision that like an, an adult has, like, what am I doing? But I, I'm, I can also like, like literally if you were like, it's nap time right now, I could put my head down on this desk and get a 20 minute nap in. Like I don't lose sleep. That is wild to me because I had a very different experience. Um, and now this becomes difficult because the great thing about this podcast is that neither of my parents know how to access a podcast. Uh, and they do not listen, but uh, mommy Karen listens. Mm-hmm. So now there's stakes. Um, my parents really indulged my um, young child neuroses, and did not have a uh, come to Jesus moment with me as a child. Which you know I'm I'm fucked up because of them, sure. Uh, but <laughs> I feel like you know they could have done me a courtesy, like we're not going to indulge all of this um very much like they were just sort of like oh you need to do these like certain rituals every night like okay that's cool we'll do that uh which I've said that to my therapist before and she's like "Mm, I think that's just being like a responsible parent I'm like what like brush your teeth no 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 like way more OCD things like I like needed things to happen in like a certain order to like okay we have a bedtime song we have the tuck-in we have the like i had like a very ordered regimented like this is how we go to bed this is the thing and they very much indulge me in that um and she's like yeah that's just like parenting i'm like no fucking tell your kids no we had no structure that's why i was making a structure but i was making a structure so that was my um response to the chaotic environment which i think is true of most people who have like ocd tendencies like they're creating a a structure for themselves but like if i had a kid and i uh, totally honestly i mean i think that i am you know a understanding of of like mental quirks but i think that i'd be like hey we're not doing this if we break the routine that's fine. I'm not indulging this. Hey, much like your mom did with the like, we could what if ourselves to death. My parents were just like, Erica, 
whatever, whatever weirdo thing you want. But I think at the same time, there's probably a happy medium because I'm not sure that like sure telling your kid what if the world explodes tomorrow when they're worried about shit is like the best case. But I do think that like as an 11 year old, my worries probably weren't that. No, no. But like also like it's not just so, like, that like what if what if what if, what if the if, worries. What if, what if, but yeah. I still like I'm still not a what ifer. like I'm still and I I love that about me. Like I I don't regret because of that like I don't have regrets I'm happy with the choices I made or the choices that I made and I think that oh, really shaped that's like, interesting who I am where I am not like well what if I had done this or what if I like oh, sure like oh you're talking like, about Pat looking back what if oh because future, to me that's like, very different like my anxieties are about like future what ifs. Like I oh no, you have no idea what could happen. Regret, in the what future. if there's like that's that's far. Yeah, off. no, that's what if, that's my what, what if, if thing. What if thing is, is for sure a forward. future thing. But I feel like if you stop what ifing forward, then you can also not regret back because mm. whatever choices mm. you lived and, and and that's just to say that I'm like really great at living in the moment. I'm not like I am mm. for sure like. A person that's like, oh, no, what's next? What's next? Wh- but I'm more of a what's next, not a what if this is next. Mm. Like, I'm I'm Interesting. not. Uh, and it takes a lot of effort to. Man, I, I learned pretty young that, like, expectations are, like, the demise of my happiness. And so I try really hard to not have outlandish expectations and like it's so hard to not have any expectations I don't care who you are you're gonna have an expectation Mm -hmm. of how something's gonna go of how a day is gonna go of how a holiday is gonna go of how anything is gonna go like you're gonna have like Mm -hmm. a weird little story in your mind about what's gonna happen and that's an expectation and like you you're gonna you're gonna make this little thing up and if things go differently it's going to be different and it's not going to you you can say that it's better or worse but who's to say if it's better or worse like that's not it there's no fairness to say that it's bad or good it just is different yeah I'm gonna push back on you a little bit because I don't think it's bad to have expectations I think that like we talked a little bit on the last episode about like how a big part of like creating daily joy is not just like reveling in the outcome of something because the outcome could be good or bad but enjoying the anticipation of that on the process so like that yeah saying like i'm really excited for this vacation like and just enjoying but why are you excited are you excited because you have certain expectations like oh we're gonna have so much fun well yeah did your thing shut off no it just it's fine like are you having these expectations that like oh you're gonna like like, we're going to Mexico in April. Yeah. So, like, are you like, oh, I'm so excited. I have these expectations that, like, on Tuesday we're going to eat a 100 tacos. And, like, on this day we're going to – I mean, just for example, you're not going to be there on Tuesday. But, like, like, how specific do the expectations become? 
Okay. I, I mean, I guess that's a good point is that like, I think that you have to have anticipation, but I guess my overall point is like, I am anticipating in your example, our trip to Mexico and in my anticipation, I'm imagining we are going to this lovely all-inclusive resort. I think there's going to be lovely pools, great food. The weather's going to be great. And I am like looking forward to that. And that is bringing me joy on a day-to-day basis. And I think that that needs to be separate from whether or not that actually happens, right? So I can still enjoy the anticipation of being like the weather's going to be super great. The food's going to be super good. I'm so excited. And that's bringing me joy on this daily basis up until this event. And then if the event happens and the weather sucks and the food sucks, I still have the joyful anticipation that I enjoyed leading up to it. Yeah. I think that that is absolutely different than the expectations. The expectations may be, okay, Erica and Tim are going to show up on this day. And that day, we're going to meet up at this time. The expectations become a lot more specific and defined than an anticipation of, like, the feelings that you're going to get. Expectations become more of, like, okay, we're going to meet up. We're going to do this dinner. And then, like, maybe you guys are tired and you want to go take a nap. Well, that's for sure going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to want to take and a And so nap. I, I should already get rid of the expectation. Your, I can that stop your anticipation right now. <laughs> you know, the expectation yeah. or anticipation. I'm excited to go. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to feel great. I'm going to get some humidity in my skin and hopefully not a whole lot of sunburn. But like anticipation and expectation are completely okay. different. Expectation I, is a lot more defined. I, like, I, but like I, it's kind I, of like if you're like, if your birthday's coming up and, and you're like, oh, I have a feeling like Tim is going to surprise me with the, a dinner at our favorite place, which might be Spoon and Stable, and I'm going to order salmon. Like, expectations get specific. And then if, like, Tim is suddenly like, oh, I have to work until 9 o'clock, then you're like, mm. oh, that, now I'm disappointed. <sighs> So but I, got rid I, of I guess expectations really the early. what I am reacting to is that I feel like it's it's even okay to think those things. I think that what I'm more focused on is that if your expectations do not meet reality, being okay with that, and I think that's a separate thing than having expectations. I think that like. For example, uh, most people who know me in my daily life would be like, oh, Erica, she is not a person who deals well with um, change. She is she is pretty uh, tightly wound. She likes things the way that she likes them. But if you go on vacation with me, I'm actually a very uh, go with the flow person. I don't like to have plans. Um, I like to just kind of be like, oh, hey. Um, and. Be, I, I think a lot of that is because I've lived places where <laughs> things change very quickly and you have to be okay with that. So I think it's okay to like be like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if Tim like did this, this, and this? And then like it, the point where you have to be okay is the point where it doesn't happen. And then you're like, oh, things are different. I, th- I think that's where you need to focus on the change more is like if your expectations don't meet reality being okay with that and maybe being able to see how the reality could be a different good thing not that it always is but sometimes it can be 
we take a nap and then we have so much more energy to go out to a nightclub and dance the night Mm. away because we've napped on vacation Uh, new things that you didn't even know could happen on vacation like there's no way that in like minnesota i'm gonna take a nap and be like let's go to a club do you want to go no no (laughs) absolutely not you want to wear those pants to a club uh look (sighs) no we're not going to the butt looks good Mm. Uh, ignore what's in front but and we are back from the bathroom which no one knew about so uh (laughs) things you can i, edit I think away. we have broken the ice i think that people know a little bit about you uh so it is time to get into the top three. Oh, you're taking glamour shots i have here. to get the shot of my stage oh my can you hear me yeah i can hear you you're on here yeah, yeah okay i just feel like i can't hear anything what what do did we rate the ice my favorite emoji. Yeah. What are the top three things you are looking to improve this year? This year, obviously. Or in the next 12 months. Not necessarily yeah, this yeah. calendar year. February is fresh. Um, in life, health, fitness, and confidence. And they're all intertwined. And I already said we're not going to talk about health and fitness. <laughs> you didn't group Diet. health and fitness together? Diet and fitness. I feel like that's one. I no man, like I can work out and still eat like shit. True, but but they are all intertwined because like the whole thing is that like I want to, um, I want to be stronger and like have better, a healthier heart and you know all that kind of stuff so that I have a a, a stronger and better body. So that I have the confidence that I need when I, and this doesn't mean that I need to become like a bodybuilder or anything, but like, I don't want to feel out of control. And I feel like getting control of my fitness definitely has to do with control. And it's hard to say that like health has to do, I mean, health is that, but we, you and I talk a lot about diet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have like a diet discussion in this <laughs> podcast, but I'm just going to say briefly that I, as much as I feel like I can improve my diet because I heart pizza among other things. And that's why I feel like I, it all sounds so trivial when I say it out loud. Either way, I heart pizza I should eat less pizza, maybe. I don't know. I don't even eat pizza that much. But you know what I'm saying. Diet is important. Feeling good is important. And um, being able to do the daily things that I want to do. And if I am going to start a family, like I need to get my... Maybe I don't even need to improve on that. I just want to feel healthy and be able to do like normal things that I want to do and I I could there's things but like could I take my kayak off the rack right now and lift it onto my RAV4 mm, I don't know if I could I want to be able to you know yeah I'm gonna take my kayak out and go and have a good time it's hard to say that like I really want to get my diet under control because that sounds like a very controlling thing because I think that food is 
a cultural thing and I love I think it's fun to eat and I think it's fun to go out and I think it's it's like it's fun to enjoy those types of things with your family and friends and and I don't think that that should be neglected like I think that holidays everyone's like oh holidays we get together and we eat and we drink and blah 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 blah, and it's shit and I feel like shit no that is what we're supposed to do like that's a cultural like in every single culture people get together and they they share wealth if you're gonna be I the other day today today I sent over treats for my neighbor and her dog <laughs> and your information so that you you can be contacted yeah. when she's nice ready to referral. sell her house because that's treats, treats are important. everybody loves treats treat I work in a dental office we get a ton of treats from people that we refer to or work for or patients that come in and like food is like the love it's a love language yeah, but there has to be a limit to it, right? And that's, yeah, I think, the hard line to walk is, like, I don't want to be the person at Christmas who's like, mm, I'm not eating that. Oh, no, oh. I don't either. But, like, here's the thing. Treats come into my office, and I'm often the person who's like, mm, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. Because if I did that, it would literally be every day. Like, I, I and absolutely so there have, like, has a year to be where like, I was like a, oh, anything that's free, I should definitely take advantage of. Because that means that I need to, like spend less on food later but that's not actually yeah, how it works no. you just kind of get like fat and eat a yeah, bunch of you sugar just eat more. Crap. um i i i don't want to say that like health and fitness is my only goal because because this year i'm gonna get like my fan finances under control and i'm gonna feel good about about like budgeting and i i think that that also has to do with like budgeting mm-hmm. the fun and budgeting you know the the treats yeah like it's the same budge. it's all the same letting yourself yolo um, yolo but keep the yolo in control yeah you know like be more selective about when it's mm-hmm. important because mm-hmm. if you're yoloing all the time yeah. like it it means less yeah and that is being more mindful of um of when you just be more mindful in general mindful of the money that you spend and mindful of like the fun that you have and and just like a really appreciating it and like upping the gratitude kent and i kind of started doing this thing kent mm-hmm. is my husband podcast sure. listeners yeah. i don't know you've probably heard his well name. i've i've said it before because i've truly asked him to be on my podcast seven thousand times and he gives me a new excuse for some deadline when he can do it next time He's working he's, all the you time. You still on your carnivore diet that you know to tell me about? Of course he's You not. know what? He went through a phase of making me bunt cakes, which I oh, was like, the okay. the bunt phase. The bunt phase. Stop making me cakes. I'm fat. Uh, <laughs> he's he's become a really great baker. Yeah, Anyways. Great. Kent. Um, shoot. What was I going to say about him? You were talking about gratitude. Yeah. So we started doing this fun thing where when we come home after our day, we ask each other what went well today. Oh, and like it's not that. like something that you say at the end of the day where you're like, okay, what are you grateful mm-hmm. for? But it's like, please list one thing that went well today. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there was something that you were kind of anxious about or mm-hmm. like stressed about or you didn't even know was going to come up and you killed it and you conquered mm-hmm. it and you I like, like handled it or um, whatever it might be. Like what went well today? Like, 
only one thing that went well. I really like that. I like that idea. And I think that it's like once you start things like that, it becomes a habit. Absolutely. And you don't really have to think about it. Um, Tim and I are seeing a couples therapist. Uh, don't worry. I'll be married to him, unfortunately, forever. Fortunately. He's going to love that. I said that. He's going to love that. That's a shout out to you, Tim. Um, I no, you, but Tim. I, I, I'm a big proponent of therapy, as I think I've talked about on this podcast. And um, I think couples therapy is the logical extension of personal therapy. And the last time we were there, she said, I want to give you homework. And your homework is I want you each to tell the other person recognize the other person when they are supporting you how you want to be supported mm. so you're kind of like checking in and doing positive feedback for exactly, the love languages exactly yeah and it sounds like kind of cheesy at first and I think it was like a little like the first time I said it or he said it it was like sort of tongue-in-cheek of like oh I like really appreciate when you do this and then I've noticed though over the past few weeks that I think we are both just sort of like more on an autopilot, not necessarily saying like those specific words, but appreciating appreciating and and like saying like, hey, I really appreciate that you did that. And like it's it's really easily become a part of our lives just by like doing it a couple of times and then like you're like of course of course it's good to appreciate my spouse when they're supporting me in the way I want to be supported and I think honestly sometimes when you just do these things a couple of times like it becomes more part of your everyday routine of just like saying hey this was great today or hey like I really appreciate when you did this and like just I don't know it doesn't take a lot necessarily it doesn't and it feels so good to be appreciated yeah and it feels so good to be acknowledged even when it's like something stupid like oh I appreciate that you like like did the dishes or like took care of your stuff or you are so good at taking care of the dogs or whatever it might be like it just feels really good to be acknowledged and like because we get an autopilot with our relationships yeah absolutely our friendships our relationships like our romantic lives it's 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 hard no it it is hard and you um it takes work and I like I feel like before I was married and like probably even before I was in a super serious relationship I always like when people are like marriage it's work oh 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 I was like oh whatever like that's a stupid saying but like it's not just just marriage that's work it's relationships are work like it Like, I am a unique being in the universe, and no one else is exactly like me. And because of that, like, people don't have the same feelings as me. And so it's going to take work to build strong relationships with those people. I think that's another thing that, like, comes back into things I want to be improve on this year is, like, like, maintaining the relationships that I have with people. I am not good at reaching out and being like, hey, let's hang out on Saturday Mm -hmm. February whatever like I'm more of like a I if I have like a weekend to do nothing I'm just gonna let life happen to me mm-hmm. or maybe paint my bedroom which let's be honest it's not happening this weekend I'm not gonna do that oh. but 
I want to be better about being like, oh, this is a person that I haven't seen. Why don't I just like go and hook up with them for a little bit and like talk to them and like see how they're doing and and reach out because I value them as a person and they value me and we don't always Mm -hmm. get to see each other. There's a ton of people that are like that and I don't make enough time for the people that I love because I'm not the initiator. True. And I think that that is something that everyone should think about and how much energy are you putting into your relationships with people you care about. But I will say for you particularly, I think sometimes you have a tendency to um, pour too much energy (laughs) into um, people who are sometimes never going to reciprocate. So I think you don't ever want to be the uh, person who never initiates because that doesn't feel good if you're the other friend who is initiating. But like, I think that there's a time to let things lie, I guess. Absolutely. Where neither person is initiating and that's just okay. I agree. However, there are people that I value that I can definitely spend more time with and maintain a relationship with or Mm -hmm. it's just not like I could put a little more effort in family is definitely one of them absolutely and um and certain friends that just don't they're not that they're not as maybe conveniently located Mm -hmm. or that we don't do always similar things or you know there's certain people yeah no and and i agree and especially as someone who lives in a part of the city that sometimes people don't want to go to i think it's you know don't ignore someone because they've moved to a suburb certainly but it really is about finding that line for yourself and that healthy boundary and i'm not saying i'm the foremost expert but i think that you probably trend on the side of giving people more chances, more credit, more. Well, that's a different conversation. Benefit of the doubt that's than a they deserve. Completely different conversation. But than is like it because I think that giving people that I mean, I I don't want to name names. I don't <laughs> no, want to name, name names. But sure, I there's certain people that I give more credit, but the um the like proximity mm-hmm. is convenient. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that don't get enough of my time where it's a little less convenient. I'm not saying that it's inconvenient, but it's a little less convenient and they deserve more of my attention. And the people maybe that are more convenient and kind of like easily around may not need as much attention Mm. as. Yeah, I think that's. And that's. That's fair. I mean, it it takes effort to cultivate friendships. And I've certainly, um, I've certainly let friendships go where I felt, uh, for a extended period of time, I was the only one initiating plans, initiating, um, contact. And that started to feel like it wasn't really a reciprocity. Um, but I do think that there are like, Friendships are so hard, right? It's because there are times like where you do need to pick up the uh, slack 
and that that person does need you to initiate things more. Um, but just healthy boundaries. I mean, it's something we talk. I. I've yelled at you about many times, healthy boundaries, I healthy know, boundaries. But I think that like you're it's, coming from the other side of it right now. Yeah, like, I, I'm probably maybe yeah. like two on the other side of it. Um, not that I think I'm, I'm ref- a mean person. I'm referring but. to, yeah, I'm, re- I'm just referring to like people that aren't getting enough of my attention that I would like to like make plans with ahead of time. Like you and Tony were talking about schedule that with the friend like schedule Mm. the next meeting with the friend just like you do with your dental appointment like schedule the next meeting now and i don't tony on blast has she not tony (laughs) no i love tony i love tony very much well everyone listening and she has two kids and i like fully understand that and she's absolutely not a person i'm talking about when i'm saying healthy boundaries um but we did schedule an appointment when i left her house because she did bring that up and i think that is a fantastic idea i love before you leave your friend who maybe you don't see a lot let's schedule our next time and it doesn't have to be two weeks it could be two months yeah but just put it on the calendar because people's lives get busy busy well we put a date on the calendar. Reschedule. It's fine. And Tony was sick. And I was a little bit sick. And it was fine. And we rescheduled for yesterday. And Tony rescheduled on me again. Well, I mean. So. Life you, happens. But at least, like, you guys are talking to each other. Like, you're still like, oh, man, can't make it. Let's reschedule. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, oh, I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Six months later, then no, you're like, oh, no, no, by no. The way, I, hey, I think it absolutely gets worse, you know, if you don't, um, if you don't schedule it. Yeah, I but don't like feeling like I am a bailout. Like I don't, I don't like. No, like and that. and I think we all like. I mean, you know, in the world Life of memes, happens. I've like shared so know. many memes that are just like plans I made, and then me actually on the day of those plans, like not wanting to do it. Yeah, uh, that happens all the time. Uh, but no, it is, it is important to set times. And I think that like, it was only a couple of years ago that the thought of setting plans like a year into advance seemed insane. And now as I get older, I'm like, well, no, you've really got to plan things ahead. Uh, I remember my mom once, well, I'm sorry. She was, I, I won't get into it because it involves like some sensitive things, why the dates move. But at the time she was asking me to plan a trip to Colorado for one and a half years into the future. And I was like, yeah, talk to me in one year. Like I don't, yeah. I can't even like, that seems wild I'm to me. I'm definitely getting more structured with like, oh, obviously I'm still going to like be here and have a life yeah. and like I could move things and and like I work I'm a dental hygienist I expect patients to schedule six months in mm-hmm. advance and sometimes when they're like oh I don't know what I'm gonna be doing in six months and I'm like well why don't you just make a plan to be here like why why not just make like there you go yeah. then you can build the rest of your life around that but it, but this year so so I got married last fall mm-hmm. and um someone gave a really great speech Move many to tears. Fascinating. You didn't cry. I didn't cry. I read I that speech so many times anyway, beforehand. Whatever. <sighs> I Erica gave a great speech. It's great. There's probably photos out there and maybe a, a video. Um. Anyway, I 
was saying that what was I saying? I have a shit memory. You got married last fall. And then there was a follow up. Right. Okay. So like I did a bunch of stuff last year mm-hmm. and like made commitments of like meeting people and talk. Oh my God. Last year, very structured. This year, last year we didn't even like go camping. I usually very coordinate sad. a group camp or three in a year. No camping last year. Mm-mm. This year, still, I'm just like, I have nothing on my yeah. calendar I ha- the world is my oyster at the same time I might get bored I love planning things I love I love planning things I love making mm-hmm. things happen but at the same time I like kind of get a little excited about like not having anything on the agenda and I don't know if that will bore me by the time like March mm. 5 rolls around <laughs> or if I'm still going to be excited by like not having commitments well here's interestingly um or maybe not i'm open to people not finding this interesting uh i have really been reflecting on how reflecting on how it is the feeling i have on a day where i don't have like post 6 p.m. commitments versus the feeling on a day when I do which is like pretty frequently it's totally different and I didn't used to feel that I mean a full disclosure in my job I I often have evening time commitments and I have lots of hobbies and they take up lots of time and like it's really started to feel like this huge relief to me when like I can just go home at the end of the day and hang out and I think a lot of people have that like five to seven days a week but I've never felt like that before I've always felt totally okay like sort of like jamming my my evenings full of commitments and I'm really finding that like I'm starting to prize that at home time do you think that leaves space for you to start a family Maybe, maybe my hormonal balance is shifting because obviously, <laughs> Whatever. Um, I mean, like Tim's obviously going to have to be the house husband. I think that there's like concessions I can make and then there's just reality. And the reality is that the nature of my job is that I have to be out evenings yeah, you've got to schedules like, and to, meetings to and some extent like I have to show houses in the evening and I mean so, I'm not like, saying I'm not that like be... I go home and like rewatch Game of Thrones like four times in a row but like I've got a list of things that I want to do but at the same time like it's kind of nice to just not have an agenda and like I've got a, a forever list of mm-hmm. things I want to do in the yeah. house but like if I don't I feel like this is a thing that like adults feel when they own homes. It's just like <laughs> there's always going to be something to do. So like either you do it or you don't. And that's fine. Like yeah. the world isn't going to end if you're like, oh, I want to paint my bedroom. And then like you don't do it. No. You still have a bedroom. Sure. It's fine. Homekeeping is a prop. It's like it's just. Ugh. <sighs> It's hard. It's hard. I have a very different perspective, as you know, because we are renovating a house uh, and just bought an investment property. And I I really love those things. But like those things do need to get done because that costs me money. 
when we're not there, we're not doing it. So yeah, so that'll definitely um, like light a fire under you. But like, for yeah, me, I mean, like, I always I have just, things to do, and yeah. so like, I think that makes it really difficult to relax because I always, like, literally always feel like there is something that is costing me money by not doing it, which is probably not great. <laughs> but I think in general, it's okay to like not be consumed by your house maintenance at all times because of course there's always something to do there's always I was just in an inspection today and it's like they point out every little Mm -hmm. thing and like when you go through in the the inspection you're like oh I am gonna do that I'm gonna patch all of these holes I'm gonna do everything you tell me to and then you own the house and you're like no here's a question (laughs) do you handle your teeth in the exact way you would tell someone else to handle their teeth look dude I I respect my teeth because I went to school for a long time to learn about the yucky, yucky things that can happen. Everybody should get an electric toothbrush, not a quip. You are not going to be sponsored by quip. But what if quip? Quip what is if quip, garbage. What if quip reaches out? No, quip is trash. Do not quip. Get a, no, quip. If quip, you're listening, quip, I'm you still suck. open to no. a sponsorship. Quip. Fuck quip. Sonicare doesn't sponsor podcasts. I don't give a shit because they don't need to because they're <laughs> superior. Sonicare or I guess an Oral-B. And floss your fucking teeth. What is the matter with you? Floss your teeth. Do you people seriously wash your hands and not clean between your fingers? Because that's fucking gross. If you fucking... Br- okay, here I'm, I'm going off. Okay, rant over. Okay. Uh, Tim's going to listen to this and be like, I've got to cancel that no, appointment. No, Nicole. it's fine. Look, <laughs> Nicole's I, my dental hygienist, so she's she's seen in these in these gums. Hey guys, hip is a thing. It's one p, not twos. It's and true. Uh, I I can't tell anybody who I've seen or what what's been happening. So don't be scared. Like, come and see me. I'm gonna handle business, and it's probably gonna be better off for you because you're gonna know who handles mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in a, the right way. And if you don't want to see me, I've got people. And if you have trash insurance. We might not take you, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's definitely it's, it's worth a call. A caveat. And, and look, if I want to complain about insurance, I'll be on a different podcast. But no, insurance is trash. But insurance uh, is a yeah, no, um, I agree. I I am not committed to improving my teeth in the new year, but I do want them to be whiter. I want another box of the Opal Essence. Here's a plug uh, that I'm not being paid for, but Opal Essence. If you are out mm. there, I'm I open. Do they do a great job. It, they are great. They're super easy. They're great. And they work. But the problem is it's like an addiction. So like I was like, oh, my teeth are so much whiter. But now I'm like, oh, they're still trash. I need no. them even yeah, whiter. I need them even the whiter. I need them whiter. Uh. I need another box. <laughs> I need infinite boxes of opal essence. Well, until yeah, There's like a max. There's like a set point. Until they're just, uh, you'll never have tissue paper white teeth. Like, oh, get over that. What if I could? I'm gonna. No, get... then they have um, to be fake. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you've made in the last year? Mm. Hmm. Mm. I don't. I don't regret. Remember? <sighs> okay. Let me tell you a story about me. 
No. Okay. Um, no, actually, about the time that I asked Tony this question, and then she <laughs> was like, I don't really regret, blah, 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 which I think is totally reasonable. Tony, again, I love you. Not throwing you under the bus. But then after the podcast ended, she was like, oh, my God, I bought this ugly fucking shirt with my mom. It's such a mom shirt. I wish I would have never bought it. And I was like, that's a good fucking biggest mistake. It doesn't. I don't think mistakes have to equal regret. You can buy an ugly shirt and you can understand that it was a mistake and it is an ugly mom shirt. And that doesn't have to mean you're filled with regret about it. I think that the spirit of this question is like something that other people could learn from, which doesn't necessarily mean that you have to regret it. For sure. I guess then I kind of wish I used a little bit of my vacation time last year. Mm, I didn't mm -hmm. use any and I took like a lot of time off for the wedding and like a couple other vacations and like it would have ended up with, I don't know, my finances being a little bit better because I am... Finance February. So yeah. I, oh, is that a thing? For me. Well, but is it like a social media thing? Like, no. Okay. No, I always try to like get control of my, like, oh, my year. So I saw a financial guy mm-hmm. yes. yesterday and uh, I'm going to send my tax stuff in and I uh, finally opened my W-2s and, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, I made less than I thought that I did because mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't take any vacation time and i i kind of wish that i had around the what because we took like yeah so to be clear for people who don't have similar jobs because i don't think uh, as an outsider you are able to take off unpaid time yeah oh yeah you took off time yes it was just unpaid time you did not use your paid vacation time. i have to choose when i use my vacation time and in my mind i figured it would be wiser for me to save up this vacation time mm-hmm. for because it can roll over and mm-hmm. that's also unique mm-hmm. um save this up for if I do ever get pregnant because m- my employer doesn't ha- do maternity leave so if I have a baby and I don't know if this is like putting anybody on blast but anyways I, I have always had like uh, not super traditional like business like I don't know. I've been in jobs and like I don't understand like what traditional things should work like. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm still at 31 years old, like getting used to like what common practices are for financial things and like how to get paid and how to take vacation and like insurance and 401ks and blah, 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 whatever. But so whoops, should have probably maybe done that. And my but that's so trivial. Like who, I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. But, but anyways, in my mind, I was like, well, I'm just going to like save a bunch of this shit for like, if I mm-hmm. ever do have a family, because yeah. we are allowed to roll it over. And, but at the same time, like it kind of fucked up my, and you'll probably need it then. And I think that just knowing you, I kind of feel like, yeah, you didn't take, the vacation i think i think your disappointment about your take-home pay has more to do with your disappointment about your line of work and just like your trajectory in life and finances than 
the well, yeah, vacation. So, so I think the vacation t- is just a small portion of your disappointment. I went to college yeah. for, I want to say like, I went to college for like some type of trade, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like HVAC or plumbing or whatever, where I'm going to put in like a ton of hours in a week and like make however much like each job pays. Like I went for a different type of specific thing. Mm-hmm. You went for not specific. You went for geography. Maps. Anyways, and then you didn't work with maps for a while. No. And then now you do a different thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't need to go to college to do this thing. No, but I did. I went to a very expensive college. I also went back to like everybody's journey is different. And I think it would be like not okay to compare apples to bananas to oranges. Like if people are listening and they're like, oh, I didn't go to college or maybe I it didn't work out for me. And now I do this different thing and i'm just like trying to work up my way up in the career situation cool that's great like i kind of personally wish that i did have that type of um like hierarchy of experience because you start low and you work your way up i'm uh, this is it like i do what i do mm-hmm. i don't get to work up in a company and the cool thing about people that may start with a different type of job like we're we're, ta- we're this is a tangent like off on it's a tangent shit. but i but, I, but I guess like people that like you can make more money and then like you you get to like move up like there's a freaking career mm-hmm. ladder yeah i know people that started physically making sandwiches and now they're like doing a completely different job with the same company like making having a great career that they love i want that career cool that's awesome like everybody's experience is totally different and you cannot compare it to anybody else's or be like mad about what somebody else went through and i'm sorry that maybe i'm a little bit ungrateful about the things that i the choices that i freaking made because i didn't know any better but i i guess all that i'm saying is that i am trying to be cognizant of people who I don't think money is everything. But we got to pay our bills. And we got to pay our bills. And you and I can fortunately pay our bills. And I think that like. I. For me personally. I think it's important to be like. I know that I am more privileged than some people. And it's not that I didn't work to get here. But when I'm saying like. I want to make more money. I don't want someone to listen and be like, oh, fuck that person. They make enough money because I think it's fine for everyone to set their own goals. And like you said, for everyone's life to look different. Um, I want to make more money. Yeah, of course. I think we all do. But I Kent think that is like, a mailman like he he Kent was more fortunate than I was last year. Yeah. Kent did great. Yeah. Dude, and I, mailman work that overtime. Dude, Ooh, they get it. He he and he loves it like he i'm so happy to see him happy Mm -hmm. and what he's doing like so whatever everybody's shit is different yeah no and i i think that that's fine but my way of saying that everyone's shit is different is like pointing out that like i understand that like i am generally fortunate and i can't be like super bitter about not making more money 
um, even though I want to make more money because I think it's both okay to want to make more money, but like recognize that there are other people for whom they might look at you and be like, oh, you make plenty of money. I mean, doesn't everybody want to make more money in general? Like, no. Really? Yeah. I I don't know about that. No, no. I, um, here's an interesting thing too. Just Are you going to throw out the fucking 75 grand thing at me? No, 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 no. Because that's, that's, I don't think that's true. Um, I'm going to go back to my favorite, uh, watering hole of the gym I go to. Um, I work out with a lot of you know, a lot of people say upper middle class. You know what people don't say? Lower upper class. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to start it here. Uh, lower upper class people uh, who I think are quite happy with what they make. Do they work yes. actually or are they just? Yes. Yes. I think that there are a lot of because this is what I'm basing it on and also my previous guest Nick and I don't know if he talked about this much on air um we talked quite a bit before we started and um he had recently taken a job that made about uh I think he said half of what he had previously been making and he told me what he had previously been making and it's it's an amount of money that I think a lot of people would find life-changing, would feel like they wouldn't give up. And he changed jobs and gave that up because he wasn't happy. So I do think that there is a point you reach of like financial comfort where you do start prioritizing your life desires over money. Well, I think there's something to be said about like being able to have a work-life balance. And I think something that I wasn't doing before more recently was like making things outside of work more important. Mm -hmm. Because if I have things outside of work that are more important than work and like things that I look forward to and like things that I strive for, like that makes work less significant. So then like it doesn't matter if I had a bad day Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if like somebody like made me crazy or whatever, like like I have more I have more shit to think about and like you do that you do that pretty well like mm-hmm. you've got all your hobbies and things yeah. like that but like not a, I so as long as I can have enough things to make me happy and like fulfill me outside of work work becomes less like the, the stresses of work become less significant mm-hmm. so then like my happiness grows mm-hmm. regardless of what I'm being paid no I think that 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 is like the ideal right is that like I, I don't think anyone's saying that money isn't important um but like you have to have those things that um the balance of what makes life feel worth living outside of money because I mean money comes and money goes and like it's so cliche and it's so much easier to say money doesn't really matter when you have a house and a car and like comfort and you're not hungry and all of those things but like past a certain amount like it really doesn't matter and so having like what makes you happy outside of work and I think for me like some people I think just transition straight to family and I think for me it's really important to have hobbies that aren't 
family and they aren't yeah. work there are other yeah, things that's definitely a thing that like we're thinking about and i talked to kent about it too i'm just like well so so we got together mm-hmm. we moved into this house that we love we um became secure in our careers mm-hmm. maybe in the last two years you know um we we have our friend groups like we we're we're, we're becoming more established but like I don't want to be defined by like having a child but at mm-hmm. the same time like I've talked to other people that have kids and they're like you will be more satisfied with the other things you do when you do have a family because every like because yes that does become more important but it doesn't make other things less significant in the same way like if that makes sense like like your family becomes number one but Mm -hmm. you still need to work and so it's still important to go to work and appreciate it like you just appreciate kind of everything more and i think you and i are in the same place where we want to appreciate the lives that we live now without being defined by having a child or without being defined by mom you know yeah i mean mean, like it it scares me to like oh absolutely that oh man like pregnancy pack 2020 like oh shit like are we gonna have kids in the next two years and like our whole lives are gonna change and and um yeah how how is our life gonna be defined and like what's gonna bring us joy and and what's gonna define us you know i don't think that i'm scared of change at all i think that i'm okay with change um i i do think i'm very scared of my changing definition of who I feel like I am as a person. And I think that if there are men listening, this is something that um, they do not have to contend with at all. I think for men, yes, obviously having a family is difficult. Your, your priorities shift, but like you do not have to inherently look at who you are as a human being for a woman having a child they have to like literally decide like can I still do my career can I do my career to the degree that I was like it it really um takes over their identity in a way that I don't think it does for men um partially uh, if not in in majority because they're not looked at as like sort of pariahs if they want to keep their job and keep working, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. That's okay. If you're a woman with a newborn baby and you work 60 hours a week, you are like a bad mom, you know, <laughs> like you're not doing your yeah. job. And so there's sort of this expectation that women shift into the role of mother after they have a baby, which is difficult for those of us who prize our career and just other things that we're doing yeah our lives I'm an independent person and I've been independent my entire life so like for me to think that like I am going to have a kid and be like oh man it's it's bizarre and I'm not saying that I'm not like ready for it because I think like the more that I think about it I'm like okay it is a thing that like this Mm -hmm. is a job that I can Mm -hmm. handle um But at the same time, like, I don't want that to be my only definition. Yeah. And I think, 
I think there are examples of women in my life who have handled it really well. And that gives me a lot of hope that there is a, a sort of personal choice that you can make to not let that fully define you while still appreciating the fact that obviously like having a child and it a changes family is, you. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. Like embracing change. the change, but not like succumbing to the definition. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think like you just you just don't know until it happens. No, like you and don't know what no kind of mom you're gonna yeah. be, and you don't no. know like what kind of parent like you're going to strive to be, and what kind of like d- uh, rules and customs and and uh, expectations that you're gonna have with being a parent. Yeah, Ugh. but I think that you can like like something that I find really personally inspiring. Uh, to go back to my gym, is that. There are a lot of women at my gym that like exercise really um and and I'm not saying exercise in the idea of like keeping your your body fit. I'm saying it in the idea of like people like to exercise like it's your own thing. Like it is your mental break that you are making space for yourself in that day. And um it's easy to not make that space when you have a job and especially when you have a kid. And so these women um they they really like they they keep their routines like super late into their pregnancy and then um they end up bringing their babies into the gym and like working out and I find that really like sort of inspiring because it's something that's important to them to do and they like find a way to balance the fact that yeah they are a mom they do have this baby they have to take care of this baby this baby has to come with them I mean, the baby still is being taken care of yeah and the, so is the mom. look like the babies are like never they almost never fuss they just like sit in their little car seats and they're, they're like fine. They're fine yeah they're little babies cool but like, like to make that choice in your head of like yeah, it's important for me to take care of the baby, but it's important for me to take care of myself in the way that I need to be taken care of. And I'm going to go to the gym, which is something that's important for me. There's a couple at the gym who switches off their kid. So they do um, consecutive hours of the gym. And so one stays at home with the baby and then they switch the baby. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like a really... Because, like, that's sort of, like, the first line of defense in self-care, right? Taking care of your body. And so there are people who are out there not saying, like, I am a mom. That is important to me. Or I am a dad. But I'm also, like, taking the time for myself that I know I need. And I'm making the accommodations for myself. So I think there are a lot of examples and role models out there. I mean, I think that has to, like, go back to, like, the hierarchy of needs. Like, you have your shelter and you have your bills paid and Mm -hmm. like you you're comfortable with where you are and then as long as you can take care of like your mental health and like everything else then you should be yeah (laughs) i mean able to work on the next thing like it's just like it's like a ladder like you just have to kind of keep on yeah, making sure all of the needs are met. But I think that sometimes it's hard for uh, new moms in particular to but like realize that their needs are sort of at the top of that. You can't take care of your baby. You can't take care of your hey family. Man, do, you th- do you think if that's you don't like take an expectation or do you think that's like a, 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 an anticipation? 
do you think there's anything different with those <sighs> kind of uh, that's interesting i think that women have lots of expectations oh that are god not about and having we babies. hear so many yeah. freaking stories from the other moms of like yeah. how things went like i'm freaking terrified to go through labor oh. like who knows how it's gonna be oh. and there's things you don't hear the baby mm-hmm. boners oh my there's gosh things the baby boners <laughs> there's things you do hear. i'm the only podcast on the internet <laughs> breaking this story about baby, baby boners i told that to you i, I know i gave you credit on hey, the baby man. boner episode uh, it is i had terrifying. no idea i had no idea i am yeah. i i well, don't know you know don't there's, know. there's anyway, shit that people don't talk about so yeah there's a lot of shit around becoming a parent that people freaking don't talk about it makes me so mad but there's also like a lot of shit about being like a college student that people don't talk about oh, like, yeah oh hey have fun eating ro- like oh it's so cute you're just gonna drink your life away and like date a bunch and like eat ramen noodles no there's other shit that you don't hear about and i'm not gonna go into it but that's like the whole spirit of this podcast is that the more we share with people about our experiences the more that they like feel less alone and they know what to expect and now i'm not a college student anymore but like you know i think probably even i'm hoping there's a listener maybe in england maybe in laos Maybe in one of my many international locales that I am now listened to in, that's like, man, yeah, it is scary thinking about how my identity is going to shift becoming a mom. I'm glad that there are people talking about that. And maybe that like means something to someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable talking about that. I think that super close to home for you and I. Like, could you imagine doing this podcast like five years ago and we're like, oh man, we're going to become part like solid partners and like we're gonna get married and like or like five years before that we're gonna become people with careers that have like demands on them to perform in a certain way and then five years before that we're gonna become yeah college students like an independent living adult i mean five years before (laughs) that like we have to become i mean Let's be real. Like so where are we going to be five years from now? Can you imagine? I don't know. I got a new planner that I wanted to talk about, so I brought it. So I'm on a never-ending quest of having a paper planner that I use. I mean, like, RIP, oh this God, drawer is, like, that. probably, Close like, <laughs> all of the <laughs> of paper life. planners that have lived before. Um, because I'm in love with the idea of a paper planner and it never works. And so I was listening to this podcast and they were like, oh, I've been on this paper planner search and like, I've never found one. And then this happened and like this paper planner is like, this finally did it for me. And of course I was like immediately sucked in. I was like, oh yes. So it's a month by month and each month is different and it's beautiful. I mean, you talked me into a planner a couple years ago. I've... (laughs) I've talked many people into a planner because I want it to work. I want it to work so bad. And this planner, it's so pretty. It's like lovely. Uh It has this gold spiral. It goes month by month. Uh, There's a knowledge art. There's a learning log. Who'll drop this mic right now? (laughs) No, I swear. This is what I'm, the knowledge prompts. Okay. This is, this is bringing it all full circle because one of the knowledge prompts is 10 things that you didn't know about 10 things you know about yourself that you didn't know five years ago. Oh. Yes. No thanks. And pass. I think that that is like so, um, that is like such a powerful question, right? Because like we don't necessarily want to do that level of self-reflection, but it's exactly what you're talking about. Like we were infinitely different people five years ago than we are today and then five years before that. And so like, 
Yeah, what didn't I know? I mean, the list is like definitely well, longer known, than we've 10 known each things. other more than five years. Yeah, we haven't had a snap streak for five years. No, we haven't. We so, we could never. Anyway, um, I mean, we could, but you fucked it up a year ago. Anyway, uh, but I'm just saying five years ago. I mean, yeah. like for real. What? So we lived in Minneapolis. Yeah. I bought, we bought our house five years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know what living in North Minneapolis would be like five years ago. Hot damn. I feel like a year goes so quickly. It's so annoying. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, oh, this year I just want to like live not <laughs> like with no obligations, like no planning. Cause like, I don't know how fast a year goes, but usually like we our friend group like there's certain people that host certain parties mm-hmm, sure. and it's like check marks through the year and uh, i'm sure it'll still be the same even though i don't want to commit to anything so i'll like half commit and i'll still be like well of course i'll be there for this thing well, and yeah blah. i think we enjoy hosting but uh we have a group of friends that all enjoy hosting parties and years do go by really fast like five years ago was not that long like I can remember living in that apartment and like that doesn't feel that long ago but like I also feel like at the same time as that five years feels super short I also feel like the human being I am and the lessons I've learned in that time are like oh man I am fully not the person I was five years ago you know uh five years ago is when I started my real estate career Five years ago is like oh a, a like good measurement of how much my life has changed for me, for sure. Hmm. Four years ago is when we went to Mexico, which means that was four years ago, dude. Oh my god, what year is it? Twenty twenty. I know. So five years ago was like twenty fifteen. Yeah. Well, twenty sixteen is when you had your prom party. Oh yeah, I turned thirty. Wait, oh my that that doesn't wait. track. That math doesn't make sense. Because mm. I'm about to be 33. I don't know. It's just like exactly. my like, photos that I have. Your photos are liars. Wait. wait. No, they can't be freaking liars. My 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 mom can't. I Maybe they were New Year's photos. Possibly. 2016. I, was I wearing oh, a pin dress? Oh, it was the classy party. Yes. Yes. That was not my house. prom party. Nicole's trying to prematurely age me one year into the future. Well, I'm not having it. Ken started doing um, like photo booth type things for yeah. our parties. Anyways, Real truth. Years. I'm going to be next, 33. Next. No. 33? Yeah. 33 in May. Thirty-five. <laughs> I think. How old is Tim? Tim is thirty-one. How old am I? I'm, I'm thirty-one. Thirty-one. You're it's time to stop. You're counting. lesser thirty-one than Tim. <laughs> you're. You know what? This is this is truly gone fully off the rails as it normally does. But we have finished an entire pack of white claws. Yeah, I need um, for sure another claw. Like and I'm done talking into this microphone uh, my claws are half half a bottle of rosé so if you're wondering what happened that's what happened um i have to get to my last segment which is your frivolous failings what are the little things in your life that you are trying to improve Ugh. 
I feel like I've already talked about them. Like, I need to get my financial shit together. I That's need- not little. That's not frivolous at all. Oh my God. That's huge. I, okay. I want to talk about your shit. Like, you need to clean your fucking car out. You know I what? I also need a car wash. And I, we're not going to talk about you. I understand. Your car is gross. Everybody knows it's gross. Inside. You need to throw. I feel like that was rude. I didn't mean to be sassy. But I did. I'm going to talk about my car now. Come see my car. It's I not that bad right now. I jammed trash in the side and I need to throw it away. And it was a, it's a really nice weekend. And I feel like it's a great weekend for a car wash slash, you know, mm-hmm. empty out time. Am I going to do it? I don't know. Am I proud that I even put my tabs on? Mm-hmm. Uh, other things that I should probably do. Maybe everybody else should take a lesson and floss their damn teeth. True. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think I want to put it out there that they're, the only trash in my car right now is one single aluminum can. I'm really proud of that. One can. I'm, really proud of I'm not saying that's the only thing in my car right now, mm-hmm. but the only piece of trash is one singular I mean, I got into your car this summer, and I won't say what was in there uh probably a lot i'm not gonna lie but right the, now it was the outside of a jimmy john's it was like oh the no bun of a jimmy, oh no <laughs> it was a jimmy john's bun look and it i have like a, i have been very open on this podcast about how i eat my food which is weird i took a jimmy john sandwich from someone who had had an open house people in my business they buy food for their open houses there's a lot of extra food laying around and Am I going to eat the bread? Absolutely. I'm not going to eat the so bread. So I found the bread <laughs> part three days at least later, and it was very hard. You guys, call it, two to it three looked days. like it was very, it looked like a, it looked like, uh, it looked like it should be long in a tag group on Facebook called That's a Whole Vajuder. Uh, it was not great. I mean, look, they, they hollow out the bun. Yeah, and then it's I hollow. The meat, it's very hollow. It's like you can stick I mean, there. yeah. Anyways, um, my problems are, I don't know. I could like, I just feel like I could just like clean my shower more. I don't know. Like what? Like what? Like Let maybe try to budget <laughs> things no. more. Like, I mean, budget. Yeah, my yeah, tiny, yeah. Like, I don't whatever. know if that's like a tiny thing, but. I think my problem that you have a true block on improving your home in ways that you are fully able to and you hide behind laziness. Oh, my God. I'm so lazy. So, like I said, I like have most of this weekend to like redo whatever I I want. Like and there's certain rooms that like, yeah, we've lived here for like three years, like slap some paint on the wall, get over it. And I could like stick some crap on the ceiling to make it look Mm -hmm. fancier Mm -hmm. and i I redid my entire bathroom which but the thing is i'll call it a light redoing i think that anyone listening to this and you saying you redid your entire bathroom you okay i didn't redo the shower or (laughs) like like any of the fixtures i painted it but the thing was that like i had to call i had a professional come out to tell me like if it was leaking water and like it it just like is always more than you expect. And I think that's a silly thing that you think about your house is that like you don't go backwards from like the one project that you want to do. So like I want to paint my bedroom. And so Kenji and I were laying down there the other day and I was like, well, if I paint the bedroom, then I have to take off this part. We have 
got these sliding doors. They're kind of like closet doors. Yeah. So I'll have to take those off. I'll have to replace those. Well, if I replace those, then why don't I redo the ceiling? And if I redo the ceiling, then I'm going to have to move all the crap out of the room. And if I move all the crap out of the room, then I'm going to have to move sh- crap out of the um, living room that's downstairs. And like, there's this but first, but first, but first, but first, but first whole situation where it's just like, it's not like I can just go and slap some paint on the walls. Like, it's never that easy. It's always more. I'm not going to say it's that easy, but it kind of is that easy. Like, I feel 100% confident. All of that isn't going to get done in a weekend. That is. That's a day project. Fuck no. Putting those stickies on your ceiling and painting your room is a day project. It doesn't come with sticky shit. I don't know what kind of shit oh, to put sticky to put shit glue on. on it. What oh. kind of fucking glue? I, I don't know. know. We'll use like there's a million adhesives. I, I'm not an adhesive fucking expert. I know how what kind of floss to use. I'll borrow shit. my hot gun. Great. This is I truly love- a one day project. You could you mm-hmm. would feel so <laughs> happy. You'd be like, oh, my room, it's transformed. Ugh, it's great. You have to tape. You ha- I have to take the freaking molding off the corners and then that molding's out- trash. You it need is mo- trash. And then I have to then I have to get new molding. How much is it? It should cost me fifty dollars for a can of paint, and it's gonna turn into a freaking four hundred dollar project. No, get the pre finished molding. It's like a dollar a linear foot. You'll be fine. Erica I is so smart about houses, and all this I should be do is a house freaking bedroom. <laughs> First of all, if you just wanted to paint your bedroom, you could paint your bedroom. Sure, Done. but like I said, I have to take your the problem, shit off. Yes, and but I'm telling you, all of that because is also infinitely doable. I learned that if you're going to do a thing, you should do it right from the first place. Yeah, then do it. One day, one full day, one full weekend day, done. You could do it. If I done. redo my shit in a whole day, which, yeah. No, I moved then I need a nice 30 new Patreons. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Instagram this. It'll be I, I will. I will document it. And I have to say I am well known for underestimating the time something takes. But I am <laughs> I am pretty infinite, <laughs> intimately familiar with how long it takes to paint something and how long it takes to stick sticky things. So I that's feel not the only full. two things. That is crazy pants. I need to move the shit out of my. And no, then if I'm going to move the shit out of my room, then why not get it recarpeted? Put it oh, my God. You have no center. idea. Put There's a always a butt first. If you do any type do of have home a drop cloth, re- improvement. Get the drop cloth. No, I don't have a drop cloth. Put the it fuck? over your shit. That move costs shit money. In. Okay. So now it's a $500 project. No. But first. But first. But first. Don't. Okay. We're done. Anyways. How? Mm. $200. You could get your. No. Well, what kind of doors do you want for the closet? I'm That's not getting new really doors. Dependent. Why would I get new doors? Because your doors suck. Yeah, they fucking suck. Yeah. Okay. That's why. I... I'll call it a $300 project with new doors. Strong disagree. This is my podcast debut, and I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> this is uh, Nicole, Erica's producer, when she finally starts making money, signing off. Or uh, more okay. rosé and a bathroom break. And uh, do you have any last questions, Erica? I have. I have so much I could say. Uh, I'm. I have a general concern, <laughs> which is, I feel like we may have veered off into some uninteresting territory for people. Yeah, because yeah. when I'm the producer, I'm going to cut this down to twenty minutes. Um. Well, look. You're responsible for at least half of this content. So <laughs> you asked. I'm um, also four claws and a cup of rosé. This so is yeah, everybody. this is we are deep in. Um my cleaning person who cleans my office is going to be very concerned about the number of white claw cans in my recycle bin. 
I sometimes wonder what they think I'm doing with my life in here when they just like come in and see random shit, can koozies, pictures. I have a an an eclectic office. Oh. Is that what you call it? Look, we made those vision boards three years ago, we and did. I'm pretty I sure still, that ass I crack like can it. go right on. I, I still want that uh, ass crack. The thing about no, that one's about having more sex. This one, this okay, is the body I want over yeah, yeah. here. I get it. None of those things are happening. Oh, so why don't you just one. put that nips? You want nips out of your shirt? <laughs> They're nice nips. I mean, there's a robot. I mean, guys. Maybe I'll put, put a picture on of my vision. Yeah, I'll put a picture of my vision board on the We need the to Instagram. make a new vision board. I have unlimited supply of um, magazines, you know. Yeah. Dental office. Um, I have dead flowers. I have naked people. I feel like I have everybody was like, photos. oh my God, I cannot wait for Nicole to come on the, the podcast. It's going to be so great. Was that <laughs> Was everyone? Oh like my God, that? Nicole. Was everyone? She just like comes up all the time. <sighs> And now, like, Kent is going to, like, skip this because he just, like, doesn't care. Um, You know, I have to say, and I've said before, Tim is a huge fan of this podcast. So I will let Tim listen to it and decide. Before if- you post it. I could do, I could, like, redo. Redo. Should we, we just, could, like, a, I need, I'm a morning person. And I don't even want to get um, into that with you right now about, like, the times of day that we're most effective. But I am a more, like, a... 10 to 2 type of person well if you're listening to this right now that means that tim has listened to it and has decided that it is worthy of your time and attention (laughs) and uh if not i guess it's just going into the archives forever it is 9 p.m i have not eaten all day because i'm trying a new intermittent fasting schedule that actually doesn't Mm. include drinking during the day at all so it's wow. actually not a schedule anymore. Also, I'm now just drinking. This isn't on an a empty podcast stomach. about your weird diet, so it is. My Shut Jimmy John's eating Nobody center. Nobody cares. You didn't. That was Tim's. No, it was Tim's yeah. flashlight. Oh God, <laughs> dear Lord. Okay, well, um, I, I usually do a little added end, but since Nicole's here, I'm just gonna do it while she's here. Uh, look into the. I hate that. The info. The comments the extra information under the podcast in your podcast app that is going to have the link to the instagram page where you are going to see nicole you're going to see the weird carpet toilet you're going to see the vision board you're going to see some things um then also you can follow us on facebook that's going to be all the new episodes and why haven't you hit subscribe yet if you are listening to this and you have not hit subscribe yet you're an idiot it's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hit dumb. subscribe. Hit subscribe. There's not a reason not to. No, like, there's just, no like, reason not to. It, it, it costs nothing from your life. And share it with a friend. You share it with a friend. That friend shares it with a friend. We're worldwide soon. I mean, we, we are worldwide. With, um, the, yeah, the, the people, people at the, the liquor, liquor store. store. Those are my people. <laughs> the liquor store people. The liquor store people. Um, and then Patreon. Two bucks a month. Come on. I have people who I know are listening every other week, sometimes every week when I post it in parts. And do you have two dollars to spare? You probably do. Oh my God. You probably stop, do. Stop I don't know. I don't so I know like what's happening. Nicole's trying to take photos pants. of me. So subscribe, Patreon, tell a friend, check out the Instagram, 
all of those things. Hey, um, happy hour starts at nine. Let's go. Happy hour starts. At, happy hour started a long time ago in this office. Um, anything else I'm missing, Nicole? No. Do you have anything to plug? Absolutely not. Go see Nicole for all your tooth needs. No, don't don't see me. <laughs> don't see me unless you, you're, we take your insurance. Like it's just not worth it. I work for the man. Let's be real. I'm just an employee. Floss your teeth. Floss your teeth. Those are the last words. Okay. Uh, come see us again in two weeks. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>